Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's dive into the Lake Show. Final show of the week as we head into the weekend here on News Talk 830 WCCO. People driving around listening to the show. Be safe on the roads. I saw just a few minutes ago that there's been 80-plus spinouts and crashes on the roadways here today. So please uh, watch what you're doing. Pay attention to the roads and be safe out there. Things are getting slicker by the minute. I'm your host, Henry Lake, alongside Josh Wheeler in tonight for Christopher Tubbs. As I get older, I um, I have less sympathy for those that get involved in um, criminal activity, the older I get, not that I've ever been easy. We don't need any of the music. (laughs) As I continue to mature and get older here, um, we all make mistakes, and we acknowledge that people make mistakes. But at the end of the day, um, I just don't have – um, sympathy for for people that are just uh, doing boneheaded things, and and I bring this up because, and this is kind of a something in terms of like evolving. I always respect and have respected and always will respect my elders, those that are older than me, those that have, in my opinion, more wisdom, more knowledge, just more experience in life. Doesn't mean that they know everything. Doesn't mean that they don't make mistakes. But clearly, you know, when we talk about people that are getting up there in age and the elderly, um, I mean, I, I want to grow old. I, I want to live a long, healthy life. But when people do things that are of a criminal nature or make mistakes um, and do things and it ends up costing people's lives, I have no tolerance for that. And I don't care how old you are when, 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 when that occurs. In, in at least in my mind, the the older you get, the more that I look at you and I'm not going to tolerate it because you should know better. I saw a story in the Star Tribune about a 70-year-old man from Eveleth, Minnesota, was sentenced to three and a half years um, in connection with a crash that killed a passenger in his van um, more than two years ago. I guess the gentleman um, was high on drugs at the time, and he was sentenced uh, just this week in St. Louis County District Court. Years ago, a much younger Henry Lake, I'd have been like, man, that's a sad story. Ah, That person's older. I don't want that person to die in jail, right? The, the, The concept of seeing somebody in prison and dying in jail I, my my views on that have changed 
four, it's, it's been years since I really thought about it that much. But now that I am, well, I'm 50. Josh is like early 30s. You made a mistake. You don't, um, you don't get the get out of jail free pass because you're an elderly person. That's just not how it works. So as, as you look at society, and I think a lot of people like to make this, take the stance or, or make the commentary that um, older people that do things, they should be allowed some sort of, I don't want to say a free pass, but the, I guess the punishment should be lessened because of their age. I don't view things that way anymore. I just don't. What do you guys make of that particular stance? Do you guys agree? Do you disagree? 651-461-9226. Especially when we're talking about things that happen and occur um, where people die. That, 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 you know, two people died in this crash. A gentleman and his daughter. A gentleman who was 75 and his daughter was 49. And it sounds like with credit for jail time after his arrest, the, the gentleman that was the, um, the driver in this that created this fatal situation and crash, Douglas Lee Anderson, is expected to serve slightly more than two years in prison in the balance on supervised release. Love to get your reaction. 651-461-9226. And I'll repeat again. I, I always will look at um, those that are older than me or elderly, um, acknowledge the experience in life, and I don't want to see anybody um, that is that that does something uh, or is older than me get caught into a situation where ultimately they might have to be in jail for the rest of their lives or die in prison. But the reality is, is that, and this is all a case-by-case basis, right? You know, people drink and drive, and we see those situations all the time. But at the end of the day, the crime is the crime. And the criminal activity that you uh, partake in, it has to be dealt with at some particular point. The punishment is the punishment, regardless of your age. Where are you at, Josh? Two years. That's, oof. That is not an eye for an eye situation. Well, the, the, the sentence is three and a half years, and then with the with mm. the time served. But still, that's it's still it's still two <laughs> lives that are lost. Yes, like that we nobody. Have nobody, you ever have you ever had sympathy though for a person that's much older? I'm, like, has, has that ever been something in your mind that you ever thought about? Unless they're like severely battling dementia, maybe. But that's like the only off chance that I could think of, like. Maybe some grace, but outside of that, there's there needs to be stricter punishments for things like this. No matter what the age, age is just a number, as they say. Okay, age is just a number. So, so, so you don't give any grace for no. for the person that in no. terms of their age. There's there's people that are in their 80s and even 90s that are sh- are some of the sharpest tools in the shed. Yeah, but but I guess my point is is that is that I think that there is a thought, and I once had this that 
um, elderly people or those that are older, mm-hmm. I kind of, I don't know, may, may, just call me weird in that I viewed it differently. And I was like, well, you know, maybe they shouldn't get a, as harsh a punishment for something that, that happens in a criminal nature as opposed to somebody that's 25 or 30. And I'm not saying that I, that I meant to go down that road in terms of thinking that way, but you just, I view older people differently. Yeah. And now I'm viewing it differently because I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, you should know damn better than what you're doing. Yeah. You know? So wisdom, the, the, exactly the yeah. wisdom and the experience. But now we're like, this is the thing about it. We have that thought about those that are older and the wisdom and the experience mm-hmm. um, that they shouldn't make mistakes. And then we look on the other end of the spectrum, right? Yeah, you see somebody that does something at. Mm, 16 or 17 or the viewed as a juvenile yes. and you know i'm dead serious oh, i know and, and then people will be like um well you know what they're so young their, their brain's not fully developed yeah. and you can say that all you want but why'd you shoot and kill two people parenting is everything or you carjack yeah. somebody yeah. you know like like th- that that's the thing it's a double standard it's a double standard you gotta you gotta uphold the double standard you gotta no matter if you're on the left side where it's 16 or if it's sixty-one, you gotta you gotta hold both ends up on an even scale. That's how I see it. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing, and, and we talk about because you know when we talk about the country and where we're at, and all the divisiveness and understanding or the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of words that we've been using a lot uh, over the course of the last several years is empathy, right? That yep. ability to understand and share the feelings of somebody else, or just being sympathetic. Right, understanding um, or, or feeling some sort of pity or sorrow for someone else's misfortune. Hey, when you do things and it ends up and it results in somebody else's death, you made your bed. Yeah, you know, and that's something that ultimately you deal with. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Your reaction, your thoughts. Am I completely wrong? Do you agree? Love your connection and phone calls and text messages next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. People weighing in on the uh, the talk and text line, 651-461-9226. Uh, the first text, no, age is only a number. Lock him up for two deaths, no sympathy. Uh, this one from the 612 Lake, dead on with this. But what I would add is called redemption for every day. I wake up, I always try to do one wonderful thing per day, someday, I'd love to share that with you, but I think it's about redemption. I truly do in turning your life around, becoming a better person involved and showing the world, uh, but mostly showing yourself that you can do, um, that you can be this great person. I've been in prison uh, four to six months, and I've accomplished many things with a great support uh, group, and I've been very successful in my business, and I, uh, my, and I, it's kind of broken up here, uh, but I, I get the point of, of the text, and I appreciate the text. Uh, there, uh, this from the six five one. I blame it to bad parenting. I don't blame it on bad parent. When you're seventy and you do this, I'm not blaming it on what your parents. Uh, you've been on planet Earth for seventy years. Like this is this is on you. This is this is on you. Um, this from the six one two. A seven year old high on drugs and killing another in an accident. I feel sorry for him and that he has made such a stupid choice and gotten himself in this life situation, but he has to be punished to the full extent of the law. I, I mean, I wonder if that's the fullest extent of the law. Three and a half years? 
and two people died. Um, but, you know, I haven't looked up the particulars of what the, the range of sentence would be for this particular um, uh, crime here. It's just crazy to me to think that killing somebody only gets, no matter what age, is like. Some, some people have gotten off altogether, like like they've gotten probation, which yeah. is which is unfortunate. Yeah. Let's go to Jeff in I Sock Rapids. Sock Rapids. Let's go to Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Henry. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Happy Friday. Good. Um, I agree with you entirely. Okay. Uh, the guy took two lives, regardless of his age, his jail sentence takes him to the rest of his life. Well, so be it. That's, that's, that's not even a fair exchange, but yeah, you know, no, you're that's, and, that's and you, it shakes out. And you are right about that. It's not like, like when, when we talk about lives that are lost, regardless of how it plays out, whether it's, um, right. Whether it's it's a, a DUI or some sort of vehicular homicide, yeah. or if you, or if you actually yeah. you go out and you carjack somebody, or you take like regardless, it's it's not you know people say you know an eye for an eye. If you're going to prison, yeah. you're you're breathing, you're living and you're breathing, and you're you you have an opportunity to to eventually right your wrong if you are released. But until that time. Well. Uh, there's a family, there's a community, there is a church, there is a school, whatever, that has to deal with the trauma that their uh, community member, that their loved one, is no longer here. And what I say, if it takes him the rest of his life because of the sentence, uh, he deserves it. Uh, I got a little bit of a lesson there. Um, about 15 years, of, years ago, I got a DUI, and the timing was bad. It was the night before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Well, because of the court calendar, the holidays, the time that doesn't count when they can get you before a judge. I didn't see a judge until Tuesday. Okay. And you had to, you had to, I mean, so you had to hang, you had to hang out for a while. I was in county jail from Wednesday night till Tuesday morning. And I can guarantee I didn't like it. Yeah. You don't go outside and look at the grass, cut your grass, talk to your neighbor. You don't do anything. Yeah, you get to do a little reading with some crappy books. I've got in a library, but uh, there's not much. Well, let me let me um, hey, hey, let me let me but, throw let me throw this one at you then, Jeff, because th- there are a lot of opinions and and they're varied with regards to yeah. we talk about the death penalty and stuff like that. Let me throw this one at you. So so yeah. the news that that people some people are talking about today is the individual. Uh, that was a part of the going into the Buffalo supermarket and killing all those people. The 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 um the mass shooting that he be held accountable in terms of the death penalty. Do, do where, mm-hmm. where are you at with that? Is that are you fine by that? Do you think that that that, that should be off the table? Or because I got to be honest with you, as much as I, 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 I tend to struggle with that. But I do think that the well, death. I, I do think that the death penalty should be on the table for what he did. Well, I think it should be, and uh, you know, I'll just finish up with my own experience. I'll guarantee you, uh, if you are left in jail for the rest of your life, uh, it's not pleasant, but you deserve at least that for killing two people. Mm-hmm. Now, getting back to your question, yep. Um, yeah, I heard on the news today that. Uh, a family member, because they're thinking about prosecuting him under a federal hate crime, which could involve the yep. uh, death penalty. Yep. And a family member wanted him to rot in prison for the rest of his life. There's one viewpoint, and I can tell you I'm pretty sure that'd be torture. Yep. Uh, I think his words were, let him live the rest of his life in prison with a lot of people that want to kill him. 
On the other hand, and I was going to ask you this question, Henry, if I had the opportunity. Okay. Um, let's put the death penalty on the table for this fella and say that they, uh, you know, they allow it. Um, I have the feeling that I would like to see him get the death penalty. Well, I don't know. It varies from state to state. They used to have uh, hanging lethal injection or firing squad. I yep. prefer not lethal injection. I, I, I want this to be a statement made. Yep. But that makes us and maybe us as society and maybe some of his family members feel like there's been retribution because we see a result. Yeah, I got you. Hey, hey thanks for the phone oh. call from Je- from Jeff and Salk Rappers. Let, let me say this real quick, and let me try to be a little bit clear about this, um, if I can be clear on this, because I, I do struggle with the death penalty. But I guess this is the best way to summarize how I view it and, and see it. When you have a case like this, that is a slam dunk. It's It's... We know that this unequivocally is the person that took out many people's lives, that murdered people. That was a mass shooter. I don't have any sympathy whatsoever. If they're going to put him to death, then they will put him to death. That's kind of how I – like, slam dunk, there's no questions. This is the perpetrator. Now, where there's incidents where there's maybe some some questionable evidence – you know, there's it's not a slam dunk. It's not definitive about a person. And there's some people that think that there could be some innocence there that I view that differently. And this is the reason why I say it. I would hate to have a society. Where, and we've seen this a bunch of times, Josh, where people have been sitting on death row mm-hmm. or they've been sitting behind um, or in jail and they actually were innocent of what they were accused of. Yeah. I mean, we look at the situation with Maya Moore's husband. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't commit that crime. We've seen people that were pulled off a death row because of it. So that's those type of situations I look at and I'm like, nah, if there's any kind of questions here, I just, I, I couldn't do it. We just had the Marvin Haynes, uh, Haynes incident. Mm-hmm. He got released and we had him on, actually had him on our station here about a week ago. And yeah, it's just crazy to see stuff like, I, I honestly think the death penalty thing has been taken to, like, it used to actually make a statement, and I think people just throw it out there as, like, whatever, because me being from Oklahoma, I know the scenario with the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. That's pretty well known. Terry Nichols, who aided Timothy McVeigh with the bombing, never, he narrowly escaped getting the death penalty. Instead, he's, you know, in a maximum security prison in Colorado for the rest of his life. Something like that you would think would be snap at the finger, immediate death penalty. Mm-hmm. Something like this, way different, and people are calling. That's why I think that is thrown way. It's so, I get why the anger, frustration of, oh, we should put him to death. I just think it's being thrown around too much as an option. You think, think what's, you think what's the thrown around penalty. too much? The death penalty. For, 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 I, for, I think for, it's, for, for horrific crimes? The scale of horrific it, it is what it should be based on, I think. Like lethal injection used to, like I said, used to make a statement mm-hmm. for like the big bad terrorist, terroristic, you know, criminals. I, I think that I think that in twenty twenty four, I think yeah. the majority of Americans don't believe in putting people to death. Mm. I so so I think that it's less a deterrent because I don't think that we really actively look to do it. Yeah, 
I think if I think if it was, and maybe this is just my antiquated view of criminal activity. Mm-hmm. I think if people actually, if criminals thought that if they did something, there would be severe uh, repercussions for what you did. Yeah. I think we might have a little bit less crime. I could be wrong. Maybe yep. it's no deterrent at all. Yeah. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Coming up next, I, I want to get into something that. And some people may view this, my take on this, as a little bit controversial. I don't think that it is, really. But it involves an accusation of racial profiling. And, look, I'm a black man in America. All right? I, have, I, have I ever been racially profiled? Absolutely. This specific instance, I am not certain or sure that this could be categorized as racial profiling. We'll get to that next year. On the lake. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. Racial profiling um, is a topic here that I want to dive into because it continues to happen, but I saw a situation that I wanted to bring to you guys about a news story because I just don't think that this is, at least in my opinion, racial profiling. And and maybe um, there are many people out there that will disagree with me about this because when I look at this story that I came across, the question that came into my mind was, was this racial profiling or just being curious as to suspicious activity in our eyes? All right, so – Let me lay this out. I just can't give you all of the opinion without laying it out because there's some specifics to this story that should be be touched on and explained so that people can weigh in on it. And I saw the headline from the Star Tribune, a county, uh, Anoka, a county, Anoka County Sheriff's Office reviewing alleged racial profiling incident involving employee on Delta flight. So um, this is how it, 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 it went down, okay? 
in an interview, um, Louay Adley said that he was aboard a flight with his two cousins who are Palestinian, and they ran into a friend who was Egyptian. Okay, so so the person that is talking to the Minneapolis Star Tribune in a part of this incident, they were with their two cousins. They're all Palestinian. That's three of them. And then they ran into a friend who was Egyptian. He went to the bathroom once, and his cousin followed him. Okay, so he went to the bathroom, comes back, cousin follows. Okay. Afterward, they stretched out in the le- in the last aisle of the plane where no one was sitting. Right. There's questions there with that alone. It's like, why don't you go back to your seat? Okay. Th- I have a I have a question with that. But and I think a lot of you already see where I'm going with this. But they they're in the last aisle of the plane where no one was sitting. A woman approached him, he says, and began asking where he was from and why he was traveling. Now, with that particular part of this, in my mind, I would think that if I'm curious, which I would be curious, I might say something to the flight attendants or I might say something to a a staff person. I would not approach the person myself. All right, let me continue, though. Mm. Adley thought the woman was awkwardly flirting or joking around, he said. Since she was standing in the aisle, he pointed at another empty seat that was taken up by a black bag. He asked if the bag was hers and if she wanted to sit there, and she said no. So now I got questions because there's a black bag uh, taking up a seat. When we know, well, what do they tell you when you get on a plane? Store it underneath or put it in the overhead bin. When the flight landed, the flight attendant announced that there was a medical emergency, and Adley, who's 24, said he was stunned when they came to his row and escorted him and the three others, likely the only passenger speaking in Arabic, off the flight. This woman, this is the quote from him now, this woman creates a story about me and gets three other people who have nothing to do with this kicked off a flight, humiliated, treated like animals. I feel belittled, like I'm some garbage. No one took me seriously. They waited for 45 minutes until airport police arrived, he said. Airport police officials said they were not being detained and could leave at any time, though Adley said he was told that they couldn't leave. They asked more uh, clarification about what had happened, but airport police would not answer the question since there was no threat. All right, so this is where I'm at with the situation. I just explained to you guys the situation according to the Minneapolis Star Tribune. I, I... I'm not – look, I'm a black man in America, okay? These are sensitive issues, okay? And I take racial profiling seriously. I could be wrong, but I don't view this as racial profiling. And let me explain why. We all feel a particular way as Americans in this country about 9-11. 9-11 happened one of the worst days in the history of this country, and we all are squeamish and fearful from what happened on that fateful day. That will be embedded in our minds forever. I don't care 
what your race is. I don't care if you're black or brown or white. If I see you on a plane and things seem a little bit awkward or out of place, I am going to feel a certain way. I am. And so, look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that, that Mr. Adley feels this way, but I don't, I don't in particular look at this and equate this necessarily to racial profiling. If, if you go to the bathroom, which is everybody's allowed to go to the bathroom, your cousin or whoever's traveling with, they're allowed to go to the bathroom, right? If it just ended there, then yes, I think that you could make the case that there's some racial profiling. But if you didn't go back to the seat that you were in and you just think that you're just going to land in the last aisle and then there's a question about a bag that's taking up a spa- – that's where I look at that. Maybe I'm wrong, but where do you guys, where do you guys stand with this particular situation? 651-461-9226. I'm very sensitive to this. I'm, I'm dead serious because 9-11 happened. We'll never forget it, and no one wants to ever see it happen again. And with all due respect, things slip through the cracks a lot. We, we, we would think that nothing will ever happen in the mold of 9-11 ever again. We think like that, right? But you know what, though? Sometimes... Safety fails us, yeah, and things get slipped through the cracks. And I don't know. Do you view this as racial profiling? Because I just I don't really view this as no. this way. No, I, I up until you gave your reasoning why I was a little like uncertain of where where I landed on this. Mm-hmm. But the something seeming off kilter about this definitely puts it in perspective of. Yeah, I don't think I would feel really good about them just sprawling out in the backs in the last row of the plane and then on top of that questioning somebody's luggage or bag or whatever. I just feel like that there's just there's one too many bulletin points to this that I'm like, yeah, no, they're just doing their job taking extra precaution as far as safety goes. Because like you said, and we talked about this I think in the last few weeks on the station too. There's been a lot of guns that have found their way through MSP in the last year. Safety is not, like you said, perfect. I don't, I don't, this is, this is what I, this is what I feel about it. And and I'm sure there could be a person or two out there that's like, no, like you're wrong. This is racial profiling. This is what I think it is. I think it's curiosity. Yeah. I, I would be curious too, as a black man, even if, even if they were black and I started, I, I would be like, some don't feel – if it don't feel right, it don't feel right, man. Yeah, if you're not snug in your seat on a flight, I'm going to ask questions. <laughs> I, I just – that's the way that I look at this particular situation. Yeah. And, um, look, I'll be the first to say I, I'm sorry that they – that they that this is what happened, that this is how they felt. Mm-hmm. But the quote of this woman creates a story about me. I, I don't know what the particular story was, Um. And, and I and look, this is how I, I believe they probably felt. They probably felt like, you know what, I am being profiled as a terrorist. I am being profiled as somebody what, that, as opposed to just being an, an average passenger, that I was looking to take down this plane or do something nefarious. I, I'm sorry that they felt that way. But I, I, there's, there's questions there. And to me, if you are on a plane 
and you go to the bathroom, and then somebody traveling with you goes to the bathroom, and you guys don't make it back to your seats yeah. that you were signed in, <laughs> I'm sorry, everything is up for grabs. Hey, your reaction, your thoughts, 651-461-9226. We'll take those phone calls, those text messages next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. 651-461-9226. Three Palestinians, one Egyptian. They're traveling on the same flight. Uh, one individual gets up, goes to the, the bathroom. Uh, another follows after that. And then they end up sitting in seats, the last aisle um, on the plane. They don't go back necessarily to where they were sitting, it sounds like. And then people kind of question it or a little bit uneasy about it. And then after that, once they get off, um, they're kind of escorted and talked to. Is that racial profiling? I think that that is Americans being on a flight, feeling uneasy, having some curiosity about what the heck is happening on this plane, being asked about a bag that was that was sitting in a seat, and then do you want to sit here? And and then I, I would just have me personally, I would have had questions about why aren't you going back to your seat? Like it. it well, let me ask you this, Josh. Do you think that I would be in the wrong if you were, let's say that the flight is not full, because clearly this wasn't a full flight, okay? Yeah. Flight's not full. You go to the restroom. Then after that, you don't return back to your seat. Yes. Do you? I would feel a certain way about that. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, Lake, it's none of your damn business. Yeah. If they want to go take up a, a different seat and the, and the flight attendants let that, let, let that be the case, then that's because I got nothing to, 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 there's nothing I can do about it anyway, right? But at the end of the day, yeah, I'm going to be a little bit curious about it. 9-11's never, for all the people that have lived through 9-11, and for all Americans that hear about 9-11, we are going to feel a particular way about air travel. Yeah. it's It changed the game. There's a lot of things that changed once 9-11 happened, you know. And I'm not sitting here saying that a person can't be racially profiled on a plane. Yeah. Yes, it happens, right? Yes. You can be racially profiled anyway. You can raci- you can be racially profiled um, at a grocery store. Yeah. You can be racially profiled anywhere, right? At a bank. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, I don't think that this is a is a, is an easy call when we're talking about. Okay, yeah, they were definitely racially profiled. Nah, <laughs> I, I, I would have had questions too. I would have had questions too. Six five one four six one. Nine two two six. Uh, this from the six five one. I agree with you. Better to be safe than sorry. And look, I, I I totally get it. I understand that these individuals felt a certain way in the way that it played out, and they were detained. But I, I don't know. I, I just I think a lot of people look at this and say better. Um, Better to be safe than sorry. Correct. And it sounds like, according to the report from the Star Tribune and the Anoka County Sheriff's Office, that um, that when they look at this, they are reviewing it. But I, I just don't know that I could put this in the category of that. Yeah, and I don't know how much is going to change within that juncture either. I don't know. I don't know what camp, what if – you know, technology today, I don't know how much, if there's sound on these cameras and stuff like that on planes or how that works as far as surveillance, but I imagine they're taking a good hard look at it, and I don't think a lot will change 
with what they're given. I don't know. I just I'm kind of with you. I think it's I think it falls very much short of defense of okay, we got something on our hands. I think this is more of and out of place. And and the person that I guess allegedly the 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 woman that was kind of curious about what was going on yeah. um is an employee of of the Anoka County Sheriff's office. So they were I mean, look, if that's part of of their mindset as somebody that's in law enforcement, mm-hmm. I got I don't have a whole lot of issues with that. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Be, and, and it says the Anoka County Sheriff's Office said in a post on Twitter that its employee reported to the flight crew what they discerned to be suspicious activity involving four fellow passengers who had been seated nearby. The post did not describe the activity. Um, it says all data related to this incident will be thoroughly reviewed by our office. The Sheriff's uh, Office post Continued, as always, our employees' conduct um, conduct must be consistent with our values and policies as we continue to protect and serve in a manner that pre- uh, preserves the public trust. I, I am not I am not sure that this rises to the level of that. Now, Adley, the uh, the the actually the the gentleman that was on the plane, his sister said bias against Muslims increased after the 9-11 terror attacks, and there's no question that it has. Yeah. Like, there, there's, no, there's no doubt. There's no disputing yeah, that. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's questioning that at all. And yeah. her family has been targeted before. The bias her family faced was not an isolated incident, according to her. In 2015, their parents were held at gunpoint while sitting in their car in Brooklyn Park. This is going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. Mm. Uh, in my opinion, at least, though, I just don't feel like I would deem this as um, racial profiling. Um, this from the uh, the text line, 651-461-9226. There are signs in every airport regarding the concerns of unattended bags, luggage. This was justified. That's the other part of this. Um, and thanks for the text. I, I appreciate people texting in and giving their opinion and weighing in on this. The, the moment, you know what, what really raised the antenna more is when the gentleman asked about the bag and about do you want to sit here? Then you're like thinking to yourself, well, hold on. These bags should be underneath the seat or in the bin. And that, yeah, that, that just, yeah. it brings about a lot more questions is the way I look at yep. it. All right, coming up next, you know, Minnesotans have taken part in polar plunges for decades. But is it healthy? Is it good for you? Dr. Mario Gessel from Alina Health, cardiologist, will join us next year on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.